All right. Good morning, Dr. Wagme. How are you today, sir? Good. Thanks. It's a lot less crazy with the end of the play drop. It's nice to have a couple of weeks to get everything else together. Seriously. When uh, the this social social mode cooldown was actually Golden Cross's idea, and uh, so glad that he had that idea because yeah, it was. It's been pretty much nonstop. All all sorts of bug fixes and bot appeals since day one. So we we definitely need this break as the devs on the dev side <laughs> to kind of cool things down and uh, add in very much needed quality of life features. I'm sure, and it gives you a little more bandwidth to um, work on stuff than just putting out mm -hmm. fires all the time, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. So I see the mirror board is here. I believe it's public. And uh, hardcore, if you're are you going to be coming up on stage here, and yeah, our plan was right. to make the mirror board public. That way, people can get yeah. involved and uh, brainstorm together. Yeah, it looks great. I guess I don't know really where the starting point is. I'm still looking for that. But the uh, I guess the weekly meeting or very 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 various like areas here to look at. I feel like you get an insight into Hardcore's brain with this uh, mural. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, I don't know if it needs to be editable. I mean, I guess we could. But at least having the view only public is is really useful. Well, sure, yeah, I can get us started. We're a couple minutes after now. Uh, well, I'm pretty excited about this. It's our first DAO meeting. You know, our goal with this was to really solicit community feedback and uh, bring us together on all the issues that are coming up in the DAO so we can kind of have a united front, brainstorm together, and then keep each other on the same page uh, with what's going on, what our plans are for things, why we're submitting things. And then when we do have a big proposal to allow the group to be able to like see that and kind of ponder over it and give feedback so it doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere. And then also we have quite a few you know task forces that do things and how can we efficiently communicate what they're doing to uh, the rest of the DAO and then check in with them. But uh, yeah, so from the DTF uh, perspective. Just real just quick, to... I just want to make yeah. sure we are recording before we oh, get into it. I, I think Zombie Shepherd is recording. Yeah, okay, he says yeah, so good to go. Right. Uh, yeah, not a ton of updates, but a couple on from the DTF. So from a funding perspective, uh, we have two active projects that the DTF is funding. Uh, so the uh, first is uh, the Nine Adepts production by Friendless Summer and uh, Ben Lagen. Uh, we have voted uh, unanimously to fund that. And uh, what we are waiting on uh, from that perspective uh, is uh, some, uh, I think, that IP 
uh, lawyer from uh, Pixelcraft uh, needs to get uh, some forms to uh, Friendless Summer and crew to sign that mm. so they can proceed. And once we have that, then uh, we will fund them and then they will begin production. It's just yeah, the licensing um, agreement. Yep, we, we should have that. Uh, we've had quite a bit of uh, issue with, with lawyers just... Uh, had a uh, we had a great like kind of just to give people perspective on the internals. We had a really great lawyer um, in our jurisdiction for basically all throughout 2020, 20 and early 2021. But then he uh, his practice, his his firm that he works for, stopped doing crypto, and so he we basically had to. Uh, we still talk to him occasionally, but had to se formally separate ties with him, unfortunately. And uh, we've been reaching out to just multiple uh, crypto lawyers in the space and uh, and have gotten pretty far. We have we have one that we're currently working with, but it's been a process. Like we'll get we'll get some movement and then things will stop. They'll either get busy. Everyone's just moving all, all over the place in crypto all the time. So it's really hard to find like a, a solid uh, crypto web three lawyer. And so this one for the IP, uh, we do have uh, a nice firm that we're working with to prepare that uh, that kind of a general licensing agreement for all the different Avogadro IP. Yeah, makes sense. And you know, as their community develops, and there's probably more and more community created content, mm -hmm. the streamlined process from that makes sense. And hopefully, you know, initial licensing agreement development will be uh, repeatable with repeat applications. Yeah, for exactly. Like we we want to have basically one standard agreement, um, and it's just the idea behind the IP. And I'm sure some some you know people are wondering why why don't you just give the IP and let anyone do it? The idea is that this we don't know how big this project is going to be in the future. IP could be could be really worth a lot one day, and uh, really it's something worth protecting from just. In, in the future, if it, it can be like a very, very big thing, and the DAO will also be able to enjoy, you know, part of the part of owning or being a part of that project. So we just we want to be a little bit protective of it in the in the early period because we really don't know how how big this will get, and so we're just a little bit more conservative on that aspect. But uh, we're we're definitely open to any sort of experimentation, and we're gonna have we're gonna be very liberal with this agreement. It's just we want to have the agreement in place to protect the IP. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. I'm not seeing any other specific questions on uh, that. The fun update from the night adepts is I believe the plan is to, you know, provide the community some teasers, some updates on how it's going, that progress, uh, because we're funding them for that, you know, two-minute trailer of uh, what they want to make. So it's super exciting. So stay tuned for the updates from them. Cool. That second project uh, that we're funding uh, is a little bit smaller in scope. Uh, so uh, GMI Gachi Media International put in an application to uh, create some onboarding content. And I believe they've been working alongside Pixelcraft too to kind of make sure that that production looks like things that are official content. And this is mostly videos to like, how to get Ghost onto Polygon, uh, one of the most common issues that we face. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, that was a small funding, uh, but they are half funded. We're just waiting on uh, the delivery of the content. We'll fund the rest. And then quick reminder for the community, if you have something you want to do, some something that benefits the Avogadji ecosystem, uh, you can submit a proposal 
uh, to the Dow Treasury Force for funding, and uh, we'll fund you, or at least consider you for funding. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, here, after I'm done, I'll put a link in uh, so everyone has that. Uh, and Thanks. good ghosting is is not has not yet applied for funding, but they are welcome to. Uh, quick other updates from the DTF uh, perspective. Uh, so we're uh, and some feedback from you on this would be helpful, Dan. So as far as like the ghost uh, that was voted to be put into Ave, the Sin Futures ghost and the Umbria Narni Bridge ghost, uh, I'm guessing officially we've been waiting for the extended DTF multisig to make those happen. The I might be wrong, but I if I remember correctly, we we already transferred um, the Umbria funds. Could be wrong though, but I I could have sworn that we transferred the funds already. Uh, I did. I remember going over that with Golden Cross. Maybe it never happened. I'm sorry if it if it did not, but I we gave the green light for that a while back. Uh, so uh, yeah. I, Maybe you get, can you guys check your multi-sig and see if it's there? If not, we'll uh, we can move on that because yeah, we we've been, we've wanted to have that for a month or two now. Um, the Sun Futures, I think, is also in the same boat, but I'll, I'll, I can ask Golden Cross again if he sent those or not. I don't really handle the treasury part uh, or like the the contract. That's more Golden Cross side. Gotcha. So. Well. Neither of those were done from our multi-sig, at least. So if they would have been done, it would have been done from the Pixelcraft side. Yeah, we were, I think I, we were going to send them to you guys and have you guys manage that. But right. maybe it never, maybe that transaction never happened. So. It's not. Okay, I will follow up with, with him on that. And the 3 million, we, we really would prefer to have uh, the extended DAO multi-sig uh, ready. And uh, as you know, there's been, we, we did ask uh, for um, a little bit more knowledge on, on that. So um, happy to follow up on how that's going like after this, I guess. Sure, I, I guess that's an appropriate kind of segue into the extended uh, DTF multi-sig. Uh, so there was a, a vote uh, with uh, ranked choice voting to uh, expand the multi-sig uh, to accept like a lot more funds than the 50,000 uh, ghost budget that was granted initially uh, to the DTF. It's a pretty important part of moving forward uh, with the Gachiverse. Uh, and the uh, request to the e extended uh, DTF members uh, was to uh, docs, to Pixelcraft. And so we've been kind of working through like, who's willing to do that uh, and then solidifying how many members we have, and if we still have enough that we're willing to dox in order to uh, proceed and have that integrity, a large enough multi-sig, because uh, that wasn't an initial requirement when that proposal went up. Uh, so I, I think we're still kind of rallying the numbers there and then waiting for some uh, kind of some like legal updates from the Pixelcraft side as far mm -hmm. as uh, how, how we were proceeding uh, from the, like the Panama Foundation uh, perspective. And once that... Mm -hmm. There was some more clarity there. I think we'll have a final number on who's willing to dox, and then we can address if we need to revote or if we can uh, proceed with how many members we already have on the DTF. Okay. Yeah, the Panama, this is a, another thing that's been in motion for several, several months now. And we, we had, um, we had mo one lawyer basically ready to go, and then he literally just, I don't know what happened to him. I think he, like... 
passed away or something, but we we had, we literally signed an agreement, like ready to set it up with him, uh, and he was going to help us write. There's some there's some things in the Constitution that we need to uh, clear up with regards to the DAO and giving more power to the DAO in the foundation than than a typical Panama foundation. Uh, but he literally ghosted us, so we had to go back to square one and find another lawyer who can who can handle that. So he is uh, basically confirmed, and we should be setting that up uh, very quickly. Awesome. We'll keep us posted on that end. And then do you have a deadline, really, from when you need this extended uh, DTF multi-sig to be accepting funds, and especially as we're lo- like looking towards uh, like Alchemica and liquidity provision yeah. and things that are pretty necessary for full launch? Uh, wh- when yeah. do you need that to be? Like in in my opinion, the foundation does not need to be set up before uh, we have basically the the funds transferred over to the DTF. If if the members are willing uh, to like docs to us in that time, again, this is it's only for AML laws in our jurisdiction. Uh, that's really the only reason. We just if anyone ever asks us, like, Ooh, okay, you guys sent these on-chain transactions that are obviously coming from Pixelcraft, even though we say, no, it's, these are the DAO's funds, they're going to, they don't, the government doesn't really recognize a DAO unless you have a, a full foundation. And even then it's, it's still very, like, it's a very big gray area, but we need to ensure that we uh, are not going to be like liable in case, well, not even liable. It's just the fact that we need to know who we're sending these funds to. It's 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 just as simple as that. If if uh, anything over a certain amount of money, if the government ever came to us and said, okay, well, if you can't prove who you sent these funds to, we're just going to assume that you sent them to terrorists or like money you were money laundering. And so that's really the only reason that we we need to do this. So in my opinion, we don't need to wait for the foundation to be set up uh, to basically proceed with this. The foundation is really more of a long-term entity that will eventually uh, control, not even control, but just basically be a figurehead for the DAO and the and the legal entities that represent the tokens under the DAO. So, for example, Ghost Limited is uh, it's a BVI entity. You know, we have an entity for it, and currently that entity is uh, is kind of under Pixelcraft, and that's not where it should be. It needs to be under uh, a foundation and so one of the first things we'll be doing when that foundation is set up is moving ghost limited which owns basically owns the bonding curve and the ghost uh, tokens we'll be moving that under the foundation and and same with the alchemica uh we'll be setting up a new found a new entity for the alchemica uh to be basically uh the entity for that and that'll also be under avagachi dao not under Pixelcraft, where it should be Yep, makes total sense. Uh, and it, you know, just so the community knows, you know, why we didn't proceed immediately is there is uh, quite a bit of what is going to be involved in this extended multi-sig if we're doxing, uh, and uh, it's been you know pretty clear that that the GAX will not be under the multi-sig, uh, especially for right. the, there's quite a, quite yeah. a few Americans on on the multi-sig that was a concern, and uh, that won't yeah. be the case. Yeah, the GAX. Yeah, another reason we we need the foundation is. That's that. What is what will be holding the GAX basically? The, it'll it'll be um, owned in, essentially and managed by the Panama Foundation. 
uh, which is they have very, very loose, loose rules on uh, virtual asset service providers and probably probably the, the most liberal rules in the world at this point. Um, the other, all the other countries are starting to really become um, more conservative in that. And so the, the GACs is really, it's a separate issue and yeah, needs to be owned by the Panama Foundation. So the multi-sig is not really going to have anything to do with, with the GACs. Uh, the, only, the only relationship, the token, right? uh, yeah, the only relationship would be the multi-sig uh, with the 15 signers will be providing liquidity to where, where basically wherever the tokens need liquidity. So the GAX could be one place, QuickSwap could be another place, uh, wherever. So that's it, they will the multi-sig will not be managing the GAX directly. Then and, and even the glitter emissions. Um, it would be best if we had either a separate task force for that, similar to how we had the, da- the friends task force, and then they could basically uh, modulate the emissions of glitter token. So that that uh, won't even be something that like the Avagachi Foundation would be would be handling. It's it's better just to have uh, a task force to be handling that, just like we did with friends. Makes sense. All right. Uh, from the DTF perspective, uh, the only other thing I have that is related to this is the uh, SOP, the Standard Operating Procedures document uh, that I wrote. And there's been a lot of feedback from, uh, I believe that Hardcore has a link to my SOP uh, built in here. And uh, the, the goal of this is to really establish like how do we have procedures and policies to uh, remove members if we need to, if we need to add temporary members, and what's our standard process for uh, reviewing these task forces, especially for uh, the extended DTF multi-sig. And that's going to have a lot of funds controlled by that multi-sig. Uh, we need to have good methods in place. Uh, and as Addison is no longer in good standing with uh, the Pixelcraft team and the, or Avagachi Discord, uh, we it became really clear, like, if we want to remove him uh, from... The multi-sig, how do we do that uh, in a way that respects the DAO and the election process? Uh, so any feedback on that is super helpful as we're looking to uh, solidify what that process looks like. But that's a lot. Those are all my updates. I don't see any specific questions popping up for me in the DAO meetings thread. Yeah, has everyone seen that doc? Uh, I'll just post a link to it here as well. I know there's a lot of comments in it. Which is great. And uh, web. So in my uh, SOP, I outlined that it's whatever uh, voting requirements were established uh, from that group initially. So it's 11 out of 15 multi-sig. So that would be uh, the vote uh, required to uh, remove a member. Uh, and if the DTF doesn't have a specific, or if whatever task force didn't have a specific voting requirement, uh, then it would be a two-thirds majority. And then, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, as far as what led to the topic of removing him, so I think there was just a pattern of behavior that wasn't up to the you know conduct conduct behavior that I think we should expect from our DAO leaders. Uh, concerns about gaslighting and racism and uh, immaturity and just uh, quite a few issues that made us wonder: Is this someone that we want in a DAO leadership role? And I, I'm not really interested in uh, a conduct policy. Uh, 
for the entire Avogadro ecosystem. But I think it is reasonable to have conduct uh, policy and expectations for our DAO leaders. All right. Uh, I'm just checking our docket to see if anyone else is up. Well, I can keep going with some old business uh, questions. Um, any update on the M Ghost for Friends? And then there was no core prop for that. Uh, so do we need one, uh, first of all? Uh, and if, if we don't, how's that going? Yeah, uh, it's just been shipping season nonstop. So I'm really looking forward to next week. Uh, we should we should be good to put that out. Um, I did reach out to the Ave team about uh, we are using a new. It's not really a new uh, contract, but it's the ERC four six two six, which is like a a new standard for vaults. Uh, so very similar to the CAM token. Uh, it's like a new a new standard for uh, basically depositing a token and, and uh, for example, like an A token and having it be a, a static token. So we just a little bit of background on that. We were literally hours away from shipping Wham Ghost um, and deploying it and, and having it on the UI. And at, literally as, as we were deploying it, um, the Ave team reached out to me and they said, hey, by the way, uh, you're, we're putting out V3 right now and there's there's... There's no breaking changes. It'll, it'll work fine. But what I discovered when I actually went to run the contract was there was some breaking changes, and it did break the functionality that we had related to uh, the rewards and the reward controller that they have. So we did spend some time looking at how we could potentially uh, include the V3 um, rewards and basically allow the Wham Ghost. Uh, holder to enjoy and, and and be able to accrue those rewards, but because of the way the the new Ave contract handles rewards, uh, we we in the end after review we decided it was better just to send all the rewards just to the DAO, uh, which is I think what most other uh, vault contracts are doing anyway. So like if if uh, Matic if Ave adds a reward for a Matic token uh, with our original contract, the Wham Ghost holder would have been able to actually claim those rewards because the contract was doing a lot of internal accounting. But with the change that they made, uh, instead of having one reward token, like one Matic, there was an unlimited amount of reward tokens. You could have 100 reward tokens. And so there's this issue of well, in the future, there might be gas claiming issues, and we really didn't want to introduce that kind of risk into the contract. So we made the decision just to send all the rewards to to the DAO and and let the DAO deal with it. So um, there's been a couple of iterations on that, and eventually we, we've just gone with the ERC4626. And uh, so I reached out to the Ave team and asked them, have you guys used this contract at all? Uh, it's been used by a lot of other projects, and it's been audited, but I wanted to see their perspective on it. They didn't really have uh, anything new. They just said, oh, it's on the radar. We are evaluating it, but they didn't give me anything beyond that. So, um, With these kind of things, I like to give it a little bit of time to let it kind of sit and then look at it, go, go away for a week, look at it again, 
and sometimes you'll you'll see things you didn't before. So just giving it a little bit extra time uh, with a review to make sure that there's nothing that we're going to introduce um, as far as smart contract risk into the ghost staking contract with this. But yeah, it's pretty. The review period is pretty much over at this point, and now we just need to uh, execute it and then update the pools to include the WAM ghost pool. Awesome. Well, thanks for that update. And then just for those of us that are joining late or wondering what's going on, we're covering old business, kind of old props that have passed uh, and where we're standing on those and things that need follow-up. Uh, and then as far kind of fitting in old business slash uh, new business uh, would be, you know, so the DAO is responsible for like reviewing or confirming some of the Bible chapters. Uh, and so I, I guess what timeline do you need from us for that? Uh, and you know, can we operate under an assumption that if there's no like SIG props or things from the DAO that it's automatically confirmed? Or like, what would you guys like to see from the DAO uh, for confirmation? If there's anything that the DAO has strong feelings about and would like to change, um, it would be best if those changes are made before we deploy those contracts or deploy those features or even really begin Im implementing those features. So the trades is a great example. We're still a couple months away from that. So uh, there's still some, some time to debate and discuss and, and make SIG props uh, for guilds, another one. We ha we're gonna, we'll probably be a few months out on that as well, probably three to three to four months. And so there's plenty of time for that. Um, it states are another one. If there's any rules that you would like to change or clarify there's a bit a bit of discussion about uh how to make estates more powerful and i i just responded to that on the forum just now so that would be another one that there's um there's no real hard deadline but uh we will we can let you guys know when we kind of are ready to start working on those but it, it there's still a bit of time so that's it's not super pressing at this point um the ones that are more pressing could be things like um, how we want to treat the tokenomics of Alchemica uh, bubble ups. So we we decided that to have them, but how much should be gone? How much should be emitted? Uh, how often? Things like that are also things that we could, uh, if the DAO has any thoughts on that, we could definitely discuss that and uh, make that a conversation. And Dan, on, on that note, so you know, it's Pixel Craft's allocation uh, of the Alchemica that's responsible for the bubble ups, uh, but you still want the DAO to weigh in on what they to help form like what percentage would be appropriate. Yeah, so the uh, they would be coming from the gameplay vesting allocation, uh, which yeah, we that's going to be uh, an allocation that we kind of we use for game incentivization and participation. We want to make sure that. There's always a, like a sufficient number of uh, Alchemica being dropped uh, in the game to to make make sure there's uh, enough to entice players to come on while also not flooding the market. And so it would be if obviously it affects multiple aspects. It affects parcels. It affects Alchemica prices, glitter. So I believe it'd be fine if the DAO wanted to weigh in on. Uh, the frequency and the amount and the placement of of the bubble ups. Yeah, it'd be nice to have someone take that on. One of our 
if there's a bubble up champion out there uh, for what yeah. a, a good emissions uh, rate would be. And obviously with uh, some data to support that and then leaving room uh, for allocation for gameplay other than the bubble ups. Don't just blow the whole load on uh, mm -hmm. bubble up emissions. Yeah, another one uh, is, so Quincy mentioned the solo channeling timeframe adjustments and a possible new contract. So yeah, we are 17 days away from that going live. That's probably the most urgent. So if there's any changes like that we want to make to, for example, the window 24 hours, um, it, a SIG prop would be, would be useful uh, to have, and we could potentially uh, get a full core prop out in in the next 17 days if if we need to. Mm, if if there's overwhelming desire to have that, then it's probably not even necessary to have a core prop. But we could do it for the XP. It is uh, it is it shouldn't be a, a huge modification to the contract. And just for clarification on that, that is basically instead of uh, the cool, the cooldown for the channeling starting immediately after and lasting for 24 hours you would basically have a fixed time every day uh, that is probably set when the contract is deployed. And that would basically be a window. Every 24 hours, you could channel once within that window, and it would reset at the same time every day instead of having to cool down, kind of uh, being extended. If you miss, if you miss your, your window, you'd have to, your cool down will suddenly be, be uh, delayed by a couple minutes or hours. Any engagement concern if, if you could you know, log in, you know, two minutes before the period ends and then two minutes after the period ends so that you only need to log in once every 48 hours? Uh, yeah, could be. Uh, I'm sure there are downsides to this approach. It is. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't really have a strong opinion on it. So if the DAO has a strong opinion on it, we can definitely implement uh, something. Basically, but there was this, I did have a strong opinion on someone was saying to reduce the cooldown and have it, uh, you could spend glitter to reduce it or, or the, I think it was like the higher kinship or XP would reduce the cooldown. And uh, in my opinion, we, we don't really need to do that. The, the gotcha UBI is, it's once a day. And if you start adding in things like, kinship or xp allowing you to channel more often you're just bringing on new supply of alchemica that's ultimately just going to get dumped anyway uh, or some obviously some people might use it but others are just gonna just gonna rent a gachi and get the alchemica and then and then dump it so you're just adding more sell pressure which is ultimately going to uh could push down floor prices of avagachis to begin with so i don't think that's really a great idea I'm seeing really broad support for this here. I think as someone that owns a lot of gachis, it would be really great to have a, a full window because uh, it, it would be it's impossible to log in with a gachi after gachi yeah. and not lose time. Uh, say, Quincy, I, I think having a SIG prop could be useful to really get the community's feedback on it if you want to go. I think it was his initial okay. uh, post. I think it was slick. Uh, or it was slick. All right. Well, Quincy, slick, if I can test uh, you guys to put up a SIG prop uh, with okay, cool. yeah, with proper uh, form. And I think you'll get overwhelming uh, support and uh, deserved XP for pointing something awesome out like that. Yep. All right, that's what I have for 
uh, strict new business. I have some other stuff for discussions, but I'm happy to give up the floor to, uh, I know Harambe wants to talk about eyes. And I think while maybe we bring some people up, uh, one of the questions I had for you, Dan, is kind of how we think about uh, the Avagachi DAO protocol and how we think about the Gachiverse and you know what the roles of like this meeting would be in determining you know DAO protocol specifics versus like Gachiverse specifics and like eye traits because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it feels like we might be getting too granular with our recommendations or hopes as a community uh, when mm -hmm. I'm wondering if we should focus on Avagachi DAO protocol things and leave Pixelcraft to the Gachiverse for specifics and how are you thinking about that and how should we think about that moving forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, the, we are building the Gachiverse and we really, because it is the flagship game of Avagachi, uh, we really do believe that uh, as much community feedback and uh, this, this two-way process as possible is, is good. Obviously, there's some things that the community might propose that are just a little bit outside of what we're able to do at this moment um, or could, would be on a, a longer time frame. And we're, we, we can, we're happy to like say probably not going to be able to implement that yet at this point, but uh, definitely an interesting idea. So, for example, the, the uh, estates that we were just talking about, what there's some some ideas about uh, making an, an estate have like a shared reservoir where you could have a, a like a keck reservoir on one on one parcel and a fud reservoir on another parcel and they would kind of you could, you might have a har a harvester on one and a the opposite on the, another parcel with another reservoir and somehow they would flow into each other because they're on the same estate and that uh, something like that is just not really feasible on the contract side because all this is on chain the and uh as far as the calculation of like the alchemicals and and the harvesting so you can't really have one nft's alchemical flowing into another nft uh, without really doing a lot of a lot of work outside of the contract and so that's just one example and but i do i think um as Anything that touches the NFTs, kind of where we draw the line is we say, if it's going to influence the value of the NFT, then the the DAO should definitely have a voice and be involved in the process. And that, I mean, for the Gachiverse, that's basically basically everything. It's a, it's a lot. So um, that's why we do value all the feedback that comes from from the community on in, in the Gachiverse. Awesome. And you guys have been so great about that and being open to feedback. And uh, thanks for helping shed some light on that. I, I did forget my personal uh, new business uh, piece. Uh, so I did uh, that SIG prop passed uh, for uh, land auction and land raffle uh, number three for 8,000 parcels, 70% uh, in the auction, 30% in the raffle. Uh, and then for full community transparency, so uh, Jesse posted up in the DAO forums uh, what other options would look like, including a 10,000 uh, parcel option. And so I, I think my plan is to leave my SIG prop as passed, but if the community uh, feels strongly that they would like a 10,000 uh, parcel auction, or if they want to change any of uh, the specifics from my proposal, then put that SIG prop forward, put it up to the community, and see if that mm -hmm. gets more broad uh, support. 
But otherwise, uh, my plan was to leave my sig prop as pass, uh, leave sufficient time uh, this week, and uh, then look for uh, maybe a core prop to come from the Pixelcraft team uh, here in a week or so to confirm uh, land sale number three. And if any, I'm open to feedback on uh, if there should be any changes to that or if we need to do anything differently uh, before a core prop comes up. Would you prefer that the land sale is, obviously it's going to be after May 18th, and would you prefer that it comes uh, it, before, uh, alongside, or immediately, or after the actual Harvester Reservoir release? Because they are going to be staggered. Um, I don't. I mean, I, th- I left it kind of intentionally vague, and you know, just per pixel craft discretion with exact timing, because uh, I, I feel like you guys have really good insight into what is coming when, like what's doable, what's reasonable, how to triage and prioritize yourselves. Uh, so I, I have the first two weeks of June to give you guys that. Uh, but okay. if there's any other feedback from the community on what they would like to see, uh, that'd be good. I, In general, I like the idea of if people are buying land because they're excited to farm it, it, it'd be nice to be able to go use it right away. But none of the current landowners have been able to do that. So it would be fine if someone has to hold on to their parcel for a while as well. Mm-hmm. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, there's there's definitely upsides and downsides to each. Doing it before surveying would be uh, probably the most, it would obviously be the most equitable for the the new buyers, but the old buyers would, would probably not be very happy with that because basically the land would be kind of devalued before they even got to survey it, although they would have a little bit of um, value derived from the channeling. So it, I think it probably would make sense to do it after surveying is live. And we but, don't have a date, uh, date for that, right? Not, not a super confirmed date. Um, we're really, we're going to be working super hard to get the altars and uh, some more bot anti-bot stuff implemented by the 18th and i think we're making uh, as far as i know we are we're pretty much on track for that so if we can hit that milestone then everything else should be fairly fairly quick but there is a lot of it's a lot of ui work really but uh, the contract side is is generally done then kind of clarifying the order of things so the altar for channeling, and then it would be altar for surveying, and then harvester, and then reservoir. The surveying and the harvesters would, would and the reservoirs would all come at the same time. So basically, once you can survey, you'll you'll know what's on your parcel, and you could also start harvesting it immediately. We don't we don't we're not planning to survey and then and then wait a couple weeks and then allow the the harvesting. Got it. That's helpful. There's also quite a few changes to the, the bizarre UI that we'll need to make. It's like once you've equipped a golden altar onto your parcel, that's probably something that should show up in the in the bizarre UI. Like what installations are equipped on the parcel is is pretty important. So we're going to need to change the bizarre UI quite a bit to accompany that accommodate that 
Do you think the first two weeks of June is too strict of a timeline to be able to roll everything out and to, to do a sale? It, it might be a little bit optimistic. What about we will, ju we... just June like in general? Yeah. Would, that be, would that perhaps be better? Yeah, I, like I said, I would, I would frame it as, do we want to do it before, during, or immediately after uh, the, the harvesting release goes live? And that, that would make it kind of easier for us to plan a little bit. Because we, obviously, we're going to try to push it in June, and it should be fine. But just in, in case, if we have a strict deadline from the DAO that says, no, we, the sale needs to happen in the first two weeks of June, and we're like, okay, we can do it, but... Uh, that nothing's going to be live yet. That would that would be my concern. All right, but well, lots of um, feedback here. Oh, it sounds like we have a you know a week for the community to consider a different sync prop, like other than mine too. And uh, let's touch base mm -hmm. before the core prop, uh, and then integrate feedback from everybody on timing here for uh, when exactly like what the verbiage should be for the deadline for you guys. Yeah, for sure. All right. As far as other new business goes, I know there's multiple people really interested in eyes. Uh, are any of the eye people here? Let's see. Hardcore is coming up. I think Har Harambe and Hardcore are the, the eye people. <clears throat> or, well, actually, uh, Slim Slim was the, uh, the other main one on this. Um, if Notorious BTC was is around, I know that he also uh, had some uh, fairly strong ideas on the subject. Um, really, I, I don't have anything to present here other than the fact that, uh, uh, well, you should go to the, the Miro board for that if you have any ideas for it. And uh, we've laid out some templates for you so you can throw down your ideas and lay them out and play with it and see if you can create some sort of a structure that makes sense. But uh, the other reason I wanted to bring this to the table is uh, it, this is such a weird topic that uh, we don't know if, if anything we're even doing is something that is going to fit into pixel crafts reality or which parts we want to make. Uh, I mean, we know we want to do a whole bunch of things and use them for role play stuff. But there is a subsection of this that is going to be something on chain where it affects the actual Avagochi NFT and not just the realm. And what is that? What 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 is this permanent thing that we're doing that eyes actually do? Is it is it its carry capacity? Is it? I mean, th there's only a couple things that could be going on here. Um, that without without creating like layers of effects where we've doubled down on. Where it's in where it's in the other four traits and then it's in wearables and then when if you add that you get the stacking where you've got like a double godlike ability and it's not okay then <clears throat> so yeah, uh, yeah yeah I, I don't know I would like to have have something to to kick back to pixelcraft by by next week if we could you just at least come to some sort of an idea or someone wants to really push their idea, go for it. Because nobody seems to want to actually push their idea. We just have a million ideas. What and are like the, just there. for everyone's uh, edification, what are the top like three ideas right now? 
Oh, um, well, okay. Let me. It was linked in the actual thread. Um, th if you go to the thread that we've got linked, you know, post mm -hmm. this real quick. Uh, there's there's some polls, and uh, actually, the controversial one I'd, I'd like to ask the group is: Remember when we had the tower defense game, and if you and if you had collateralized your uh, Gochi didn't shoot hearts, it shot its collateral. Would people like to have that be a mechanic for the collateralize? That would be a ranged weapon that's built into about one in 20 Gochis. And then on the other end of that, there is the, um, all the retired eyes and all the, all the low, the low myths. And those could be a built-in special, uh, a built-in special melee attack, because there's equal numbers, and it would just be a small bit of unique flavor. It might be just the equivalent of, of like the Gochi automatically comes with, like the level one, or the level one uh, boost for for melee or range, and it just looks different because it's special. So basically the we gotta do something like a, really special weapon. for these that doesn't unbalance the game. Mm -hmm. But people have been I, I, I searched the back the entire history of Avagochi and every place anyone's ever typed about this. And there is an overwhelming, overwhelming nonstop of OGs telling newbies that double myth is what's up. Yeah. So like either we're rugging people or being predatory. Or double myth is what's up. Well, it's I wouldn't say it's um, rugging or predatory. It's their aesthetics, uh, and they're they're just like if you think of a board ape, it's just one of the rarest traits. Whether or not it has, whether or not the Gachi verse interprets that rarity as, uh, oh, let me give you a, a seriously OP thing. Um, I, I wouldn't say that they're getting like rugged because the aesthetics haven't changed it's just how the game's interpreting it yeah well i mean and that, that is why i put that poll in there too because in all actuality based on what you said there is true so it might be sufficient just to make them look <laughs> like collateral that might be mm -hmm. fine like there you go you've got your bling mm -hmm. or yeah. it might might have a bonus where, where do we want to go with that but I mean, yeah, that, is, yeah, that is definitely one surefire way where just changing what the, the image it's shooting is giving people a very high, like, perceived value without changing anything as far as stats. So it, sound, it kind of sounds like you're saying, let's let the eyes should, instead of like shooting hearts, we're going to shoot laser beams out of our eyes. And oh well, that was another person's idea. Uh, the, what I'm talking about here is just as simple as as you're shooting the link symbol. You're shooting Bitcoin at people. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so, just replace the right, just straight right. up replacement. Right now we have hearts. Let's replace the hearts. Maybe the the value of how much damage it does uh, could be the same, or maybe it could be different. But uh, well, let's just replace the heart with uh, a link. A link uh, symbol or a, 
uh, a Bitcoin symbol, and that it basically does the same thing as a heart, but it, it just looks really cool. And maybe Double Myth would be would just look super cool as your base attack. Yeah, yeah, like you're, you're, yeah, I mean, straight up right there, the eye color. I mean, that's so easy. Eye color equals color of attack. And if you've got the myth, then you've got extra fancy. We could do other stuff with it later, but that's a solid difference that you could point at and say, well, this is different. That's why it's different. It's not just like a, a pink eye. You know, now you've got pink hearts. What about, what if you equip a weapon, though? I'm just wondering, so the heart is basically a default attack that all gachis have. And so if you yes, equip yeah. a weapon, well, then w would you still have this this uh, Alchemica eye attack, or this the uh, eye attack? Well, I, I, don't, I, I think actually with the attacks and stuff, we should be having, like, a, there's an attack and an alt attack, because there's your gochi can do more than one thing. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, you, I mean, you're going to end up with double weapons anyways. A lot, on tons of gochis. But uh, actually, when in a game like this where there's lag and like multiple servers and things get really chaotic at times, uh, it, it's important to be able to identify which action was your action. So if the like the little visual cues, like when you hit somebody, if if that's the color of your eyes, it'll help you see what you did or if you hit people or what's going on there yeah one one thing i one challenge i see with the eyes is that because the floor price of the eye is so much higher uh if you start attaching a specific utility to it like your this your double myth eyes are going to do 10 percent more damage then you're actually bringing that value down because it becomes more mundane compared to just the utility of of looking at it and that that aesthetic value which is uh could be actually damaging so what we don't want to do is nerf it by giving a utility that is marginal that actually ends up hurting the floor so the floor price so it could just be like you say like something purely aesthetic and which is what the eyes have always been about anyway, just uh, something that that is a it's a flex, like it's your it's your clout. Yeah, there was. I mean, there's there's a there's there's a couple things that fit into this vein that we that we can do that they're purely aesthetic, but they also have utility, which is it's a rare thing here. But yeah, things like you know the little. The little thing that appears where you hit somebody, like it's like a star, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. happens when you hit somebody, that that can be colored. Um, mm -hmm. Messages sure, yeah. can be colored. Uh, you, uh, if you, I mean, this is this is very much like an RTS game, and mm -hmm. if you're familiar with those, uh, when you build a building, like if you're the red team, like there might just be like this little red pinstripe on it or whatever, and there's there's usually like one part of the model that can be a different color. And your eyes could be like that. So when you're building walls, the walls you build might be different colors. And this would enable people to use groups of gojis to make different things because now you've got seven colors. Or actually, you've got the collateral colors too. So there's actually a rainbow. And it would be a reason for people to uh, well, do community-based project art projects.
or not a reason, an enabler. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of discussion here. I, but mm -hmm. we're, how far away are we from needing to know what eyes will do? Mm, yeah, again, it's the traits release will be coming after the harvesting release. So that's when all the weapons and traits, the movement speeds and alchemica pickup will all come and and be enabled within the gameplay. So uh, we're still a couple months out from that. So we, we we have plenty of time to iterate on it, but it would be it would be good to pick a theme like do we want them to be purely aesthetic or do we want them to have some sort of utility? If it if it is a utility, how do we grapple with the fact that some of these eyes are going for 50, 30, 30 to 40, 50 times the multiples of a normal gachi? And obviously we can't give 50 50x the marginal utility. So how do you how do you grapple with that? Yeah, an observation I had on this is it's not it's Okay, so it's not an emergency to figure this out now, but the the issue with not figuring this out and at least setting, like accomplishing something here on this and then moving on, is that the this this traits process and the wearables is kind of a circle here, where mm -hmm. where we set the we set the first four traits and modified that, and then that means now well, now we got to do something with this one, and so we have more information about the wearables now. And we need to do something with this one to make sure that that the these three things are in balance and not interfering with each other before we go back and play with anything on pass two for the other items. So we, we just need to, yeah, as Dan was saying, like set a ground like what is this going to affect? What's the sphere of influence? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh definitely a lot of discussion on it and the there's no there's no co correct answer. It's really just what the community's preference is and what we think will retain the value of the eyes and and help people coming into the community understand that the uh, these are these are the coolest thing. Like someone said these are the golden altars of of Avagachis. If that's if that's how we want to do it, or or these are, or if it's like if you want to come into this game and you want to be a very powerful gachi, oh, you gotta have the you gotta have these eyes. If you don't have the if you don't have the eyes, then you just you're gonna be at a lower level. That would be basically two two ways to frame it. Can you hear me? Yep. Whoa. Yep. Okay, so um, you you made a comment about um, the the mythical eyes being. X more expensive in the bazaar than uh, than a regular gachi, right? And how you obviously can't provide that much of a boost in terms of stats mm -hmm. or power. Um, but if you've ever played a game like Path of Exile or Diablo or anything, mm -hmm. um, the base base level items are very cheap. For example, like anyone can get a, a very common item, but the higher end items are super expensive, but they aren't they aren't multiples better than the next than, than the, the tier lower than that. They're slightly better. But people are willing to pay an exorbitant amount for these perfect or near perfect items just because they are that even though they don't provide that much bonus. 
So like, my point is that people will still be willing to pay a large amount for a small bonus because no one else mm-hmm. can get that bonus from another factor. Right. That, it's kind of like sense. having just like it's like having a a, a stone of Jordan, like a yeah, exactly. powerful item. Yeah, so like people like they don't need to be like I, I don't know the price difference between a mythical and a non-mythical, but whatever whatever the price difference is, it doesn't need to be that much. It can honestly be like five or ten percent and it would be enough. Well, it would have to be a benefit that only the eyes have, right? Because there we have things like uh, AP regeneration or AP capacity that can be modified by, by wearables, especially godlike. So if you put them in the same category as, uh, okay, these double myths are basically like godlikes, that would be one way to do it. Then they're kind of... People are going to compare their value against uh, a godlike, and maybe that's the right way to do it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like on on that tip, the uh, if you, if you look in the eyes document, I, I pasted it in the I pasted that little section in the in the chat. There's a there, there's just an amazing amount of really good, cool things that we can do with eye color and eye shape that uh, create different types of uh, content experiences. And it, it might be, you know, so maybe the reason that these eyes are uh, more valuable is that uh, these are the ones that, uh, that uh, well, there's certain experiences that you are going to come out a certain way because you've got that. And so it might be more valuable to someone trying to rent it as a uh, role-playing uh, character. Because uh, as you as I uh, was said before, with the uh, or uh, yeah, as was said yesterday, the like the low BRS like swag fifty 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 Gochi. Well, that's a farmer. That's fine. Like it, it doesn't matter what his stats are to uh, empty harvesters. And then all of these, the uh, the more fancy they get, the more role play ended uh, they become. Or you might be mm-hmm. wasting your time farming with this guy. It's supposed to be uh, killing liquidators or, uh, you know, trying to solo the main quest. Right. Sorry, I, I, my, my dogs ran downstairs. Um, but I heard your comment about the difference, differentiating stats between, like, godlikes and, and um, mythical eyes. Um, and, I, I mean, I don't necessarily agree. Like, they could provide the same or similar benefits, but this is still just something you can... Like you're never like. Th- there's still going to be a difference between the person who has godlike equipables and and mythical eyes versus someone who just has the godlike equipables. It's still a mm-hmm. benefit that other people can't get just from this one specific thing, and th- that in and of itself would ha- have extreme value depending on, um, like what you can be actually done in the Gachi verse. Well, I'm going to try to keep us on track a little bit. So, you know, the goal of this is to get through Dow business. And I, it just feels like there needs to be quite a bit more discussion here. There's a lot of thoughts. We have some time. I think people that are interested and passionate about this, like get together or stay on the call afterwards or have an eye committee or whatever we need to do. Uh, but I, th- I think we have a couple yeah. more things that I would like to cover. Yeah, I know. Actually, I was about to say, uh, we, I, th- I think, I think we've thrown enough uh, gas on the fire here that, uh, I, I bet you some people step up after this, or maybe even during this, and start start uh, throwing down ideas on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm done. Yeah, hardcore Zeko Harambe. Whoever wants to take on eye traits, all the other people, 
get together, uh, think about this more and uh, keep the conversation going on the DAO forums and we can maybe have an update from you guys next week. Um, one of the other things I was hoping to cover, so there's really three kind of active proposals from the wearable task force uh, that we could have a combo proposal to and push those things forward. I think there was like two different wearable sets that needed a possible update uh, and then addition of multiple set bonuses. Uh, I think those likely have really broad support uh, and probably don't need individual proposals. But if anyone was representing those initial uh, like discussions on the DAO forum and wanted to bring that up, that'd be great. And if not, we should push those to a SIG prop uh, so we can get those through before uh, rarity farming season four comes. Is there a is there a, a forum, uh, like a discussion forum post for that somewhere? Yeah, there's three. So I I will work on posting those up in here. They were all like, pretty uh, I post, small. Those are all okay. So those are all posted. If you look at the bottom right of the board. I, I I went through and found every topic that uh, is currently relevant and, well, very interesting or about ready to go, and then I linked them all. And those are all the people that didn't uh, decide to bring their, their topic to, to this meeting today. But, uh, yeah, that's the rest of the interesting stuff. Okay. I'd, I'd like to task yeah. the wear wearables task force to push those forward if you're going to. I see diddly poo here. I can't remember who else is on the WTF. Yeah, Acteon, Avid, diddly poo, Phantasma, Kakusho, Machete, and Thunderfish are in the chat, at least online. Uh, and then while we're running through task forces and possible new business, so something for us to think about uh, is what we're doing with ghosts, ghosts for glitter, and friends, we've had some mm -hmm. kind of uh, broad, big picture discussion and for ghosts for glitter. Uh, and I think we need a lot of work to think about the impact of that, like what that would look like. We don't really know what glitter is going to be valued at, uh, which makes it really difficult. And then the possible harms that would come uh, for a transition to ghosts for glitter. And I think this would be really good work for the friends task force to take a stab at you know, what are our friends' emissions. What are the general numbers that we need to know to consider a transition of ghost mm -hmm. to glitter? As possibly as pixel crafter, have you done any of that work at all, Dan? Yeah, we've we've uh, in, we have a model internally that we prepared last week for a potential valuation. Um, there's, I can let me see if I can open that doc. Now find it here. So there's there's a couple different models. You have um, one would be, and, and we'll. We're going to be making a proposal about this uh, next week because glitter is getting uh, very real very soon. And so we want to have the community just understand where we're coming with uh, on, on in terms of price of glitter. So uh, one valuation would be how much Alchemica it allows a guild to channel. Basically, if uh, if the guild wins, if you're number one on the on the leaderboard or the, the GBM auction, how much you would be able to channel. And uh, we, there's a model for that. Second would be, and I think this is probably the simplest one, is we would look at the uh, FDV, the fully diluted valuation of 
the four Alchemica tokens and basically just take the average of that and say, okay, this is this is pretty much what the market has valued Alchemica at at this point. If we add a fifth, if we added a fifth Alchemica, it would probably be in in this range. And so we would just take the average uh, FDV of those and then calculate out the glitter price, which uh, I think when we did this calculation came out to about 0.002 or 0.003 dollars because there are there's a trillion glitter total so the price would be lower and uh, then finally the other one with the other valuation which put at a higher price would be basically looking at how much glitter you would need to build all to build an altar plus a lodge level nine and without without uh basically speeding it up as fast as possible. So the fastest build, how much glitter would you need? What would it cost uh, in Alchemica to get that equivalent and calculating that out? So that, that comes out to a higher valuation. But in my, in my opinion, I think the simplest one is just to look at the FDV and just take the average of the Alchemica. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. One of my concerns about transitioning to Ghost for Glitter is, you know, if Glitter is going to be what we use for raffle tickets, which is essentially access to future content mm -hmm. in Amagachi, does it become too expensive to use Glitter for its intended purpose of speeding up mm -hmm. uh, time? Because obviously friends are valuable. So if we mm -hmm. use Glitter for raffle tickets, is it going to be too expensive uh, to, to really use Glitter or not? And I think on one hand, this really ties the ecosystem together really nicely that uh, there's not this like friends off chain off in a corner that a lot of people yeah. struggle to understand like this would bring it all together and then we have to make decisions you know i'm going to use this alchemica to lp and to get glitter and I'm, what, what am i using my glitter for am i using it for future content or speeding things up or for my crest and i, I think it has a really nice concept but I, i'm wondering about the impact of uh price and valuation for its intended use yeah, well, I think, yeah, the market would probably find the equilibrium point between the utility, the intended utility of the of burning it, and the other uh, kind of new added utility of using it, converting it into into tickets. So, uh, it would, yeah, I mean, it, it could have a negative impact where people say it's it's. I don't want to spend it on my on my installations because I could just do I could just hold on to it and uh, wait for raffle tickets. But and confirming yeah. Choyna's question, it's not realistic to convert friends to glitter, correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's we would have to look at the uh, the current supply. Um, I believe last time. We we did a raffle. There was how many friends were there? Was like two or two billion friends were used. Um, so it could be uh, if we went that way, it would it would probably be pretty messy. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend it. Um, what our internally, what we've been thinking is let's let's do a couple raffles and let's basically spend all the friends that that people want to spend and. Uh, have it basically have a blowout a couple big blowout raffles which we'll be releasing some info on probably next next week or the week after and if you just converted it i don't think you could i don't think you'd want to do a one-to-one -one conversion i think that would 
probably just demolish the value of, of glitter token. There'd be a lot of a lot of selling, most likely. And it would also speed up the velocity of the game play, which we are kind of we're trying to do a controlled launch where not the you don't have like level nine reservoirs and level nine harvesters within the first week because that it's just going to end up creating more supply, which people are just going to some some extractors will just sell that and uh, make it basically make it harder to maintain a healthy alchemica economy until we have more sinks online. So. If you have too much glitter uh, up front, it kind of speeds up the whole economy by by quite a quite a lot. For sure. And from a legal perspective, does it need to be the DAO that proposes a transition to uh, Ghost for Glitter instead of Ghost for Friends? Just with like, it would be great. No, definitely. Yeah. Any any time a big decision related to tokenomics is is going through, definitely it's better if it's not us. You know pushing it through, proposing or even proposing it. If then did you have prop any... and then a core prop. Sure. Did you have any dream like deadline for like when we would do this or internally like you guys have discussed it would be nice mm -hmm. to convert to Ghost for Glitter by X timeframe? Yeah, I think the what we could do is we could start offering staking uh staking your ghost and earning glitter and we could basically have the two systems going at the same time. So if you prefer to get friends before the raffle, then you could convert with friends, knowing that there's raffles coming up. If you don't want to do that, you could then move your ghost over to uh, staking for glitter. Yeah, and, and potentially we could have a wham ghost for glitter as well. So because it's it's really wham ghost is just a it's a token it can be deposited anywhere. So wouldn't be too hard to have that pool. And once we have both of those systems going, and then that's at, the, at that point we could, then the DAO could say, okay, now we're just going to, um, you, you, you might not even need to stop offering uh, utility for Ghost and Friends, but we would just say uh, the conversion of Friends to raffle tickets is gonna be suspended. But it might, and, and we would just remove it from the UI. So it would be the same thing as saying you can't stake for friends anymore. But uh, people, there's like not everyone in the community is paying attention to everything. So we can't just turn off staking. But they might, they might come back three months and say, hey, well, well I have all these friends. What can I do with them? Like, well, sorry, you can't do anything with them. The, the raffle tickets have to be bought with, uh, with glitter now. But yeah, that would be if we have both systems going at the same time, then you're gonna you, you might have like an ARB opportunity between the two, which probably isn't ideal. Right. But lots right. of lots of thought process involved. Um, probably, it probably makes the cleanest transition would just be basically turning off friends while then turning on uh, Glitter. Once we've established that Glitter will be the reward token for friends and not uh, for, for Ghost and not friends anymore. I mean, I've wondered myself a lot, like, does it make sense to really incentivize single-sided Ghost staking? Like, that's not really providing any utility to the system. Like, would this be an opportunity to like, 
you, it would have to be Wham Ghost for Glitter instead of Solo Staking Ghost for Glitter. Could be, yeah. We could definitely do that. And uh, I even think we should incentivize pools a little bit more and and providing liquidity, especially for um, the the big pools like Ghost USDC and and uh, Ghostmatic maybe. And then the Alchemica pools would need to be incentivized a little bit more because they're very volatile. The I, the IL could definitely be real in those pools. But I think having Wham Ghost would be nice instead of just normal Ghost. Right, because it's providing value to the ecosystem that way, and then it's being incentivized accordingly versus single status. Like, I guess we're incentivizing holding it, uh, and that has some value. But no, well, there's a lot to do. Nuke single staking Ghost. So for that, I, I get that, but it, it's also really easy for them to, on the UI to just they don't they don't even realize they're putting in into Ave. <laughs> they just we they click they're gonna basically click a button. It'll say deposit, and then there'll be two two buttons. One will be deposit into Ave, and one will be deposit into the staking contract. So it really is not uh, a big difference in terms of the the experience. They don't even realize they're putting it into Ave. That's the fun thing about building blocks of DeFi is that they wouldn't know they were doing that, but it's going to be getting used. And then it would also be getting the Ave yield, right? Uh, so maybe even yep. more value, which is exciting. Yep. Well, there's a lot of work to do there. I, I don't know if there's uh, any of the Friends Committee here that would like to help take some of that on. This would be the opportunity to update our emissions rates for the different pools to make sure we get those right, especially mm -hmm. with the uh, bear market and the volatility to readjust those and have those set. But we're probably at least a couple months out from doing that, right, Dan? Well, we are going to be looking at uh, the rebalancing for where we are currently. Uh, when we up, when we do the ghost uh, Wham Ghost update, we will look at the rates and make sure they're up to date with what they were supposed to be. I think I think uh, last time I checked, Ghost USDC was actually lower than it was supposed to be. Uh, so that one might need to be. Uh, bumped up a little bit and then goes quick is like always go i'm sure goes quick is is much higher than it's supposed to be so we'll we'll also uh, bring that back down if it needs to be that'll be whenever wham goes gets deployed well it's probably appropriate to start a more formal uh dow forum thread on ghost for glitter uh so the people not on this call uh can weigh in yep. and we can start that process uh if there's any volunteers to take that on that would be great otherwise i can work on something this week Yeah, I think it's a really, really great, uh, a, a good direction to go. We've wanted to have a token um, for a while. It's just the transition and what it, the utility was the main question. What would be the utility of having the token versus just having the balance and, and also the transition? So if we can do it in a, in a clean, controlled way, then uh, it could be very powerful. And from a speculative perspective, this offer, this is great for Ghost, right? To, uh, if it had a discrete token that has a lot of utility, uh, that if you can stake Ghost to earn it mm -hmm. uh, versus uh, off-chain uh, friends. Mm -hmm. um, so we're in the like, open discussion period. Like Any other things people would like to bring up uh, or proposals they're thinking about putting forward uh, that we can uh, discuss and get on the table for community feedback? Uh, actually, well, the, the the channeling cooldown. I I I think uh, someone should at least give a quick rundown on what that is and how that's going to affect people because it looks like we're probably going to do it. 
and maybe we should decide that we're just going to do it. But everyone should, uh, yeah, so someone a little more eloquent should uh, verbally explain that to the group so that everyone is fully aware of what's going on. And then there's not like two weeks of people going. So what's that mean? Can you we take that a little bit earlier, but, but yeah, go for it. Okay, well, what am I putting in there then for uh, next steps? Like, let, let's go down the list here. The DAO, DAO SOP, what is the next step? And who's if, doing if have, it? Yeah, if there's feedback for it, put it in there. Otherwise, uh, we'll consider the SOP like a, a finalized document uh, this week. Uh, on my post, I asked uh, for you know, two questions, like, are you happy with this? Does it need updates? Uh, and there's about 70% uh, that support it as it is. And then do we need uh, to pass a SIG and core prop uh, for this SOP to go live? And largely that vote has been like, no, we don't. Like we can adopt this SOP. And I, I think that's reasonable, right? For the uh, established task forces to kind of establish their own like, policies. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in feedback so from the community. Is this for How about the... I just put down uh, next? You've got till next weekend to add changes and voice your opinion, and then we'll ratify it next weekend. Correct. Uh, well, and I, I guess we can think of the SOP a little bit separately than the standard of conduct uh, that Gafly and you guys were going to work on. Uh, but I think we can consider that a, a final doc, uh, and then you guys work on the standard of conduct separately because I do have them listed as separate documents. The SOP this should probably go through a SIGPROP and CORPROP because it's if it's going to be kind of canon for all committees that are created, well, it would be good to have that ratified by the, by the DAO. We can have a, so a quick So how about on CORPROP that. once we have a code of conduct to tie it to? Yeah, that makes sense. Just get one thing through the DAO. All right. What if Gadfly, you guys can work on that. Try it maybe is a week enough time for you guys to get a code of conduct up and then some feedback for it. Awesome. Who was taking that, uh, the, the code of conduct? Who wanted to do that? Gadfly and Quincy. I'm really volunteering Gadfly up for a lot of work here. I'm sorry. All right. Any other? Uh, oh, yeah. And then the, who's moving forward the land? So that anyone in the community can put up a, another proposal if they don't like the one that was passed. Uh, and uh, otherwise, uh, Pixelcraft can uh, draft their core prop uh, next week uh, with maybe some feedback from the community on maybe not first two weeks of June, but uh, more broad timeline uh, given to them in the core prop. Okay, so I put, uh, yeah, make competing proposal or we use the one that passed, uh, channeling cooldown. Uh, are we done there? I think Quincy will put up a sync prop. And yeah, that, okay, that's everything. Awesome. All right, other open discussion, new business or proposals that people have been wanting to bring up and get feedback on?
Um, so I saw there's one player name versus gachi name, which is I think it's pretty interesting. We are working on a Discord integration, which is actually going to be quite useful for the anti-botting. And uh, so look forward to basically li linking your Discord into the Gachiverse. Uh, if so, it what the the initial uh, use case will be if you get shadow banned, you can basically appeal by uh, linking your your Discord. And if your Discord has a high enough score, which will be kind of a a black box that we're going to have of uh, various metrics in Discord, then you will you'll automatically get unshadow banned. So you don't. If you're already in good standing in the Gachiverse, you likely wouldn't need to. Uh, but I think it is. It will be interesting to have the ability for people to link their Discord to the Gachiverse. And so that now, whether or not we want to use Discord versus Gachi name, probably could. Um, it would be it would be pretty trivial to do that uh, if we wanted to have the your Discord name showing up instead of your Gachi name. So that would be definitely possible to do. I don't really think we need a DAO proposal on that because it doesn't really affect the NFT value at all. It's a, it would just be if 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 it's a good gameplay. I see yeah, Tony says, are there are there oh, any non-Discord users? Like, if you're not in the Avogadro Discord, you're not going to make it at this point. You like you, we're, they're basically it's it's the central hub for everything at this point. Um, until we have a full Gachiverse where we can make announcements and there's there's all sorts of uh, ways to interact there beyond just picking up Alchemica. It's it's I don't think it's going to change for a while. So. I'm um, not really worried about people who don't have Discord at this point. My last active question I see here, uh, Webb is asking about uh, rental channeling rights implement implementation strategy. Uh, I, I guess I don't know exactly what the question is there, or what the timeline is from Pixelcraft, but it's going to be like a staged process, right? The granular. Mm -hmm. Uh, channeling rights. Yeah, yeah, we are planning to have borrowing, uh, basically the um, for alchemical channeling. We'll have borrowing and uh, only owner. We'll have those live uh, by the 18th. That's that's the goal for that, as outlined in the Bible. And the other ones, the whitelist, the blacklist, and all Avagachis will. Becoming a little bit later because they're not they're not as crucial, but they we will be eventually implementing those. Lots of questions coming in here as we're trying to close out. Uh, Diddley's wondering, uh, you know, you guys are working on glitter. Will there be LP incentives before the channeling uh, release, or do we have a timeline for uh, glitter and? I guess have we decided on balancer versus quick swap, uh, or what are we doing uh, before the GAX is ready? So yeah, well, I don't see there's really any reason to to go on balancer because if you have a pool with ghost and the four tokens all in the same pool, it just means you have to hold all four alchemica and ghost, which you might not necessarily want to. So uh, we are we are aiming to have some 
uh, glitter incentives live and supporting the pools basically as channeling is going live. So if, if people want to get, um, you know, glitter and, and also do larger trades on quick swap, they would be able to, that's the idea. Yeah, we are, we are aiming to have those live before the 18th. Right. And then there's quite a bit of uh, community discussion on can we use installations uh, while they are upgrading? Uh, yep. I think and the yes is the answer. That's the yeah, yeah. You, okay. you, it will still be the like if, you, if you're, on, you're on level three and you're upgrading to level four uh, on chain, it's still level three. So it'll be level three. Well, that was very easy, guys. Maybe the easiest thing we did today. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I, I am now officially down off the wall for the weekend. Uh, I was terrified. <laughs> oh, I, I did see, let me address something. I saw, forget who it was, they were asking, uh, why can't we like upgrade an installation off of our parcel, basically in our inventory, and then sell it in the bazaar and have better you know liquidity for installations? And we made that design decision because if you allow people to basically uh, upgrade their altars to level nine without even having it on a parcel, you're you're making the game skew much more towards the pay-to-win side, and also speeding up the economy quite a bit um, by letting people just directly buy in and uh, put their altar and start immediately channeling at a level nine without doing any work. So. It, it it was a pretty pointed decision not to uh, allow that, and I'm personally not really worried about like the installation market's liquidity because all the installations can be crafted from level one, and there's no limit as far as the base like the base installations. There's no limit on how many can be crafted. Now the golden altar, that one I I, I will I do expect like more trading and transactions to happen on that side but again you're, you're going to be trading a level one golden altar you're not going to be trading a level nine golden altar i mean it wouldn't make sense to be able to upgrade it within like outside of the verse because yeah. then the makers wouldn't do anything you could just have different mm -hmm. wallets infinite different wallets upgrading different buildings yeah. it just yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense yeah it's part of the fun it's like you you put it down and well once it's down you can't take it off you can move it around on that parcel but you can't take it off and that's that's just part of the gameplay that's the core game loop that's not going to change at this point all right we're coming uh, up on an tiles. hour and a half yeah oh, go ahead i yeah, i don't know i guess i'm trying to balance between keeping it like our dow meeting and like feeling like a hangout uh but Sure, sure. I guess your your time is valuable, and if, if you're willing to answer questions, we can go for it. I, uh, if that's okay, we'll wrap up the DAO side. Any other announcements uh, from the mm -hmm. DAO perspective uh, before we people can just hang out and chat? Um, I, I was just going to say, if anyone had new business, just feel free to just feel free to bomb my bomb my DMs at any time, and I'll add you to the next week, like all the way up through next Saturday, even if it's after right after the hangout next week. We can get you on the schedule. Yep. Just just speak up. 
Yeah, it was a great first I, meeting, guys. Yeah, it was awesome. I really appreciate all the feedback from everybody. Could be good to have like a minutes. Uh, I know that we have this recorded uh, and we have our uh, time is, board. I, I, I believe time is actually uh, running a document in the background. Yeah, uh, it's the awesome. document that I linked up right up here. I, I I didn't check to see if he was doing that while we were doing this because I'm trying to manage the other thing. But uh, in the future, that that we would like to do it uh, using that. He did so it. So that the, very the uh, at days archivist or scribe is just typing. Awesome. Well, people can keep hanging out. I gotta call it a morning, uh, but appreciate you yep. guys. Look forward to next Thanks, week. Doc. I'll also head out. Thanks, everyone. See you guys. Uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll have... I don't think we're having an official big hangout for uh, the social mode, but we'll definitely be in the Gachiverse during during the launch. So we'll uh, make an announcement very soon about when that's going to start. So Everyone have a great Sunday. Later. Great. Thanks, Dan. See you guys. Thank you.